escapism, escapism, escapism. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes. Let's talk it all out. My name's Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And uh, this week, are the X-Men getting the boot? Mm. Will Spider-Man be dancing? Okay. <laughs> There's a ghost in our shell. Oh, man. And more. Oh. So I thought, I, I was telling uh, Chris earlier, uh, everybody out there, but this will be a politically free podcast always. So you're not going to have to worry about that here. I understand there has been some very, very big uh, decisions made within the last week, but that's not what we're going to talk about here, so... Um, you don't have to worry about all that. And as soon as he said that, everything that came out of his mouth was almost like politically related. Like <laughs> it's I'll like when you're like, "Don't say this, don't say this," and then you say that thing you're not supposed to talk about. Well, it was all it was all off uh, mic, all off being recorded. So everyone else, you don't have to worry about that. We're just here to talk about <laughs> superheroes and shit, so it'll be good. Yeah, movies and TVs and news mm-hmm. and and and. and dmca takedown notices <laughs> so that's a first for the show is this our first for the show i think yeah i think so um apparently we've been caught by an algorithm yes after 94 episodes almost a complete two years <laughs> 20th century fox has decided that we are infringing on their intellectual property yeah with, I, a, with an image from mike's favorite upcoming movie yeah it was like one of those uh, alien covenant like prop photos or something like that we had it in our main image and some sort of robot crawled the internet and found us but don't be worried fox and has been removed from the website so you can uh, you can chill lawyers it's all good yes we got it we're, we're cool bro we're cool stay cool with us <laughs> uh however i think that link to the image is still in that post so if you <laughs> well, go we don't we, we don't uh, we don't host the link. That's uh, that's not on us. That's on the other end of that link. Yeah. So you can you can definitely find that image uh, somewhere in there. So yeah. that's uh, I don't know. That's, that's funny. I feel uh, you know after two, we're, we're making it big when when they're starting to notice us, Mike. <laughs> when the studios are starting to notice. Um, I actually was looking forward to this podcast because two trailers dropped this week, and there were trailers that like I wasn't really expecting. Um, it's been kind of it's been kind of interesting because we we track we're really granular with tracking these uh, superhero uh, trailers. We kind of try to guess when they come out. We try to judge based on the um, based on the production cycle when we're gonna see them or when when the studio also has other movies coming out. But we caught stuff kind of like out of left field today. Of and one of the properties I don't even know what it is. So we're gonna talk about that later. But then we also got um, we also got like a fully fledged Ghost in the Shell trailer. So I'm excited to talk about that stuff. That stuff is fun. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's especially. I mean, this is overall, I think, a light week news-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot more rumor and speculation. So those things that that fall in the place kind of feel they feel kind of good. They're, yeah. they're interesting. I love that kind of stuff. The the my favorite podcasts are the ones where we can talk about like a big a big like just rumor that's gonna affect a franchise, which is what we're gonna start out with here. And then also like some trailers. It's awesome. I, we got plenty to talk about for sure. We don't we don't have to we don't even have to worry about what what the United States did this week. Yeah, or or how how mad Fox is at us. <laughs> to hell with those. So um so I don't know, I got nothing else. I mean this week I bought some Pokemon cards. I got that holographic Charizard Mike. Oh really? 
<laughs> yeah, I did. And in the same pack, I got a Mewtwo. So it was actually oh, wow. pretty good. So. And they're just throwing around those holographic Charizards now. Those you, back in the day, those were like the those were like the cream of the crop when it came to Pokemon cards. Yeah, it is, and they still are. They're again. This is the same artwork, same attacks, just updated to work with you know the modern mechanics because. Back then, they didn't know what they were getting into mm, all right, 20 all years right. ago. A lot of those member berries come out of those packs. Like, so. <laughs> Your Pokemon so, cards bringing all the boys to the yard. They do, and they all want my Charizard, but they can't have that. So that's <laughs> my Charizard. All right, well, let's jump into some news here. Let's, let's get into it. Let's, yeah. let's not beat around the bush. X-Men, right in the opening, we talked about this. X-Men, a lot, a lot of X-Men franchise news coming up here. Mm-hmm. Um, the rumor and reports are saying Fox is ready to push the reboot button on the X-Men franchise yet again. Ooh, man, this is, this is big. This is really big news because we've kind of flirted with this idea in the past, uh, when we've talked about their universe, just cause it's so fractured right now. They're doing, they're doing their damnedest and I, I appreciate how well they're trying they're, to keep everything at least in some sort of like, uh, context of time even though x-men apocalypse just kind of threw like a, a really weird um um uh, stick in the spoke of where wolverine happened when he got pulled out of that lake in days of future past we don't really know what's happening on there so they've they've done some creative things with time travel to try to fix it but i think i think they've just reached their end with what they've been able to do i don't know what do you think i think they have they're going to write themselves into a corner Yet again, mm-hmm. and uh, so I mean, when first class came up, they just kind of it was a it was a reboot of his in and of itself. A lot of things happened that you know may have not made sense, and they've just kind of adapted those to go with, like you know, uh, havoc being twenty years passing twenty years with havoc, and he maybe grew up like five years like, in <laughs> yeah. real life. Kind of weird. Um, I, I think I think they need to reboot it. I think they just need to be like, all right, you know. Um, Something's going to happen, uh, I guess, just to wipe it clean. But I feel like that's too soon after Days of Future Past, which is kind of a reboot movie anyway. Um, I did some research, and um, I actually found out that X-Men Apocalypse is more of a, I guess, critical and financial failure than Amazing Spider-Man 2 was. Oh, wow. Um, and what happened to Spider-Man after that failure? "Quote unquote failure." It, it, did make, it did make some money, but it, not enough. Not yeah. what they wanted. I, I see you're, you're hitting at this like Marvel connection, possibly. Yeah. Well, if they do a reboot, that's a good time to bring them in together. Yeah, um, it it makes sense. I mean, Fox is in kind of a more unique situation, I would say, than Sony was, because Sony only had Spider Man. You know, they they could do their best to try to turn it into a, a franchise with movies that didn't include Peter Parker, but it would be a little bit harder. You know, mm-hmm. Fox has a little bit more flexibility because they still have Fantastic Four, they have the X Men, so I theoretically could see that studio doing a, a reboot and not needing to get Marvel involved, but. Like I, I do agree, this would be a good time to kind of unify everything. You know, Fox gets gets the paycheck, but Marvel gets the IP. Um, so I don't know. We'll just have to see how it works out. I think I think they do need the they do need the reboot though. It's very necessary. Right. It, what also would be horrible is I mean, Fantastic Four was atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd have to reboot that as well if if they want to have a cohesive universe like they've always talked about. They're going to have to reboot both franchises if they do this. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. That's just a lot of work, a lot of money, a lot of effort for something that just does repeatedly not working. Um, yeah, you know, they need I could, to find something new. 
And I also wonder if these executives are starting to kind of look past the box office, maybe a little bit more in the future. You know, we 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 drop the term franchise fatigue and superhero fatigue sometimes on the show. I think it's definitely got more years left in it before anybody gets really tired and they stop making money. But I wonder if they're just like, well, do we want to reboot this franchise? Like, I felt like uh, uh, maybe a reboot would have been a little bit more financial for them. Um, a few years ago. So maybe they're like, oh, if we're going to reboot it, let's let Marvel do the work. Or maybe we'll just give Marvel Fantastic Four and we'll try the X-Men. But they're they're lucky where it's been enough time since the very first X-Men movie. Unlike Spider-Man that gets rebooted like every three or four years. Like the X-Men have been around for a long time. Like a a reboot back to the very origins of the characters um, at the beginning of maybe like uh, Xavier putting them together. Maybe wouldn't be, maybe wouldn't be too bad, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's only been, what, five years since they did that anyway, so mm-hmm. it's time for them to do it. Uh, I just, I mean, so going forward, if they do reboot it, and, and here are some, a good thing and two bad things. Mm-hmm. Um, the first good thing is Brian Singer is not on the next major X-Men film, is the, the report. I think we're okay with that. I'm very okay with that. Uh, I, I, again, I didn't care for Apocalypse as much as everyone else does. He's done good stuff, but I, I think getting some fresh blood in there is going to be essential. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the two bad things are Simon Kinberg is still writing the next X Men movie. Okay, <laughs> um, and this is who. And this is I think he's part of like he's he's written a lot of the X Men stuff. He's kind of like the Kevin Feige of X Men because mm-hmm. he writes a lot of it. But I think trying to keep it all together is is not working out very well. I think again another some fresh blood would be great for the X Men. I think looking at First Class was a, is a good example of that. Yeah, I think because talk, we just came out of Wolverine Origins. Yeah, I think when you talk reboot, you got to talk rebooting more than just uh, the story and the actors. You got to reboot the people involved. But you know, I'm glad uh, Brian Singer's not involved. I think Brian Singer was the director x-men needed back in the day kind of like how sam raimi did really good for spider-man but i I don't know if those directors are necessarily fitting in with these this giant uh, franchise speak that's going on now but Mm. i I don't know i I look at all this as as good news like you said they were kind of uh um putting themselves into a corner writing themselves into a corner i think after apocalypse they, they 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 have touched the corner so they got nowhere to go so and we haven't really heard any news of you know another X-Men movie and we would have for sure if the if the movie did well and they knew exactly what they wanted to do because they cast all of these brand new actors that I'm sure signed on for multiple movie deals like some of them were really really big names like coming from Game of Thrones so um, I don't know if any of those actors are going to show back up or maybe maybe they're just going to do Deadpool for a couple years let the let the dust settle then bring X-Men back yeah, I mean, I, they they very well may be. Um, and I was just looking at, uh, again, Simon Kinberg. He wrote The Last Stand. He did not write First Class, but he also wrote Days of Future Past and Apocalypse. So, um, I don't know. We'll have to see how this... how this And, fa- and he also wrote Fantastic Four. I'm sorry. He's got more misses than hits in my book. <laughs> so that's why I consider this a downfall. But he also has this weird obsession with the Dark Phoenix saga. Him and Brian mm-hmm. Singer want to bring the Phoenix into every X-Men movie they get the <laughs> chance to. And I think, again, when you reboot, you don't have to rehash. Yeah. So that that's just my take on this. So I, I kind of look in the... Eh. And 
continuing down the line, Fox is apparently still wanting to do Gambit. Like, it's still on their to-do list. <laughs> They're the only ones, it seems like. Yeah, so do you think that in a rebooted world we could use a Gambit? Or do you think just take him off and put, try something else? Put Gambit where he belongs in the X-Men. He doesn't need his own movie. I don't know if he's strong enough to be a standalone character. It seemed like the standalone Gambit move was something that maybe fit more in line with their old strategy of just, yeah, we need these uh, one-off X-Men movies to spread out the schedule. Uh, yeah, they don't, they don't need them. No, I agree. And I think um, it, it's, it's an apology movie to the fans who saw X-Men Origins. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I feel that is. But they've and, and, and good news, the new mutants movie is still on the schedule at Fox as well, um, which would follow you know a new class. We've talked about this before. Uh, it's got Wolf's Bane and um, some robot dude and some other like different X Men characters we've not seen before. Yeah, now New Mutants seems odd in the strategy of possibly rebooting because New Mutants made sense when they were just like, oh, we have all of these older mutants that people are very familiar with. People know Wolverine, Cyclops, all of these characters now. Now we got to bring in the New Mutants. But if you reboot it, I feel like the New Mutants will have to at least need to wait a movie or two of a brand new X-Men franchise before they come in. I don't know. Well, I, 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 well, we'll I guess I'm on the other side of this, whereas like, they, it's kind of like if Marvel wanted to do a Team Iron Man movie and a Team Captain America Avengers, like two different Avengers teams, mm-hmm. where they could be like, okay, well, the X-Men school is established. We have our main PR front team, but we also have this, you know, a little bit younger students who are coming in, and they have their own issues and different powers. So I could see it working, but they'd really have to have a lot of foresight. Well, how about this? They they, they drop a, a brand new rebooted X-Men movie on us in like 2018 or something like that. And then in 2019, just we get a new Mutants movie. So, you know, just kind of set that up a little bit in the normal X-Men movie. Maybe they can just trade off years of, you know, regular X-Men, new Mutants, and just give the two movies like just totally different tones. Mm-hmm. And then maybe that would work. But but my my idea is they know Deadpool's working and it's working really really well so they should just concentrate and make Deadpool movies and since Deadpool is awesome at breaking the fourth wall and just totally just loving uh, messing things up like how about on Deadpool's at the end of his trilogy on Deadpool's third movie, he does something crazy like messes with the fabric of, of time or he pisses off some mutant that totally changes everything and then it just resets the entire X-Men universe and it was all because of Deadpool fucked up or something like that. I think that would be kind of a funny, cheeky way to do it. Yeah, well, I, 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 I can see it working, which is ironic because they're already talking about Deadpool 3, Mike, and that's our next topic. Ooh, you, you segue. Right into this. Segwayed us. Yes, so the third Deadpool movie is in talks already. Mm-hmm. Now, that's no surprise, as Deadpool is their biggest, I guess, moneymaker mm-hmm. uh, in, in the mutant franchise that they have right now. So they could do anything with Deadpool, I think, because he could, even if they merge with Marvel, Deadpool could show up and be like, uh, yeah, whatever, I'm, I'm Deadpool. This, he's this like, is how it just works. He's the free agent. You can fit him in anywhere just because you don't have to be too uh, logical with how he fits in. He could show up in a DC movie. <laughs> he would never happen, but we we wouldn't be too uh, we wouldn't be too shocked. Yeah, not at all. But the Deadpool three that they're talking about is to combine him with the X Force squad. So it would be more like a group of more lethal mutants. Mm-hmm. Um, together in this third Deadpool movie, leading up towards their team-up film, if you will. So it makes uh, me think there won't be an X-Force movie then? They'll just maybe call Deadpool 3, like, Deadpool X-Force or something? 
Yeah, yeah, or, or Deadpool with X Force or some stupid title that they're going to come up with, obviously, and be and it'll be funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think I think if they combine Deadpool with X Force, that's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. I think I think he he belongs in there. Um, he's a good introduction to it, and if they want to spin that out into something else, they could as well later on. Yeah, so. I, I think uh, Fox on you know we'll just get a Deadpool movie every other year, and then in the in the mid years where there's no uh, superhero movie for them, just I don't know, make a new franchise, <laughs> go buy a script from somebody else that wrote something good, and just adapt that, you know. Yeah, I, I think I honestly am still of the biggest the biggest fan of give it give it to Marvel in the next five years, and let them implement it into their Phase Four, Phase Five, mm-hmm. because they're. I think they could do. I think they could do great things with X Men and mutants, uh, combining everything together. I mean, we we've always we never thought we'd see Spider Man in there. I think you know there's there's definitely hope for this future. Going sky's forward. the sky's the limit. It is. It'll take. It'll definitely take an act of magic to get there. And speaking of magic, Doctor Strange. <laughs> um, last year, last not last year, last week we talked about how where does Doctor Strange take place? Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a place about a year. From right now, so his wreck happened uh, technically 2015 in the Marvel universe. Okay, and it ended in fall of 2016. Oh, so all right. so the whole you know does it, when does it take place kind of settles that settles that because mm-hmm. there's a, a trophy that says 2015 at the beginning. So oh, I got you. So his re- his recovery time was you know we're, we're saying roughly a year. Yeah, from from start of the movie to end of the movie, one year. So mm. um, we don't have to worry about where where all that took place. Uh, well, I wasn't losing sleep, so <laughs> I, I might have lost a little sleep trying to draw some strands. Like it's not as complicated as the Flash, uh, <laughs> but but there's definitely or, or even X Men. But there's definitely some confusion in there. Like when how does this work? So, but it's still a good standalone movie. You don't need to know that to watch it and enjoy it. Like we mm-hmm. said, our spoiler cast is available. Go listen to it. Boom boom. Uh, also, the Doctor Strange movie has uh, is passing this weekend five hundred million dollars. Ah, uh, it's that it's that cucumber batch action. Yes, so uh, it's at almost it's half a billion dollars within I guess the first week, and I guess here two weeks internationally or ten days. Yeah, so. Something tells me that Marvel Studios is going to be just fine. Yeah, I, I I don't know, man. This is looking pretty rough. It's looking pretty rough. <laughs> Disney, Disney might be looking at chopping Marvel movies all together. They're not making any money. Oh, I, ho- I hope not. No. They're, I guess they might change pace and instead of making Marvel movies, make Marvel video games. Oh, you, I, like that, I like that segue. Because, again, Guardians of the Galaxy is getting a video game from Telltale Video Games. Man, that, uh, uh, Telltale makes video games for everything now. All the good stuff they'll make a video game out of. Yes, so... Um, Recently, they have released a Batman game. So mm-hmm. they're uh, if I don't know. Are you familiar with the Telltale game play style? Yeah, it's it's kind of like um I would say kind of choose your own adventure almost. They've done The Walking Dead. I think they did Game of Thrones, like you said, Batman. Yep. So I think maybe even Minecraft too. So they, they did the Minecraft story mode. It's called uh, Minecraft Story Mode, which yeah, is so, like the same thing. Yeah, so um, they, they seemed they seem to be adapting all the hot stuff. Yeah, so uh, there was they did a Jurassic Park one, um, uh, Tales from the Borderlands. The newest one is, is Batman. Um, 
so far is called the untitled Marvel game, but a, a screen leak shows that it's Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. which is scheduled for 2017, which makes sense because the movie Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is coming out then. I've never, I actually think I own maybe three of these games from like Xbox giving them out for free mm-hmm. like every month or so. So I am definitely interested in maybe trying one of them to see how much I'm going to like this, but I will definitely probably be getting this Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to let me know how it is. Yes, I mean, you're, you're not going to try it out? You're not going <laughs> to... I don't know if I have anything to play it on, man. <laughs> well, so far, they've released every game on Android, iOS, Windows, Mac operating system, oh, PS3, well maybe... PS4, I'll... Xbox 360, and the Xbox One. <laughs> well, I'll just play it like a casual on my iPhone, then. Yeah, so, I, I, I mean, th- if that tells you anything, you don't have to be a hardcore gamer to enjoy these games. Yeah. And, and I believe Superfan Jim has the Batman game. Um, so, if, if anyone else has played any of these other Telltale games, let us know what you think, because yeah. I, I definitely want to hear more about them. Yeah, bring it on. Uh, one of the games I'm looking forward to from Marvel coming up is the Spider-Man game we, we talked about during E3 this year. Oh, yeah, that and looks really cool. It does. However, we have we don't have any news on it. We have Spider-Man Homecoming news. Ooh. Um, the actress, singer, Zendaya is not going to be Mary Jane, according to her. All right. <laughs> Which people really ran with that rumor a co- like a few weeks back to almost to the point where it seemed like fact. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't assume she was. But she did have like a red wig on, in, in like I think some of the stuff, so or reddish hair. But whatever, it's fine. It's not gonna bother me. It's young Peter Parker. He's in high school, fifteen, sixteen. I don't care. You know, we don't need this lo- huge romantic love story. <laughs> yeah. How we we just want a decent Spider-Man movie. That's all we want. It is. It is. However, the uh, character in the comic books, Liz Allen, played by Laura Harrier, is the love interest for Spider-Man in the upcoming. Uh, Home, homecoming movie. So he's, he's got to work his way through all these girlfriends before he finds a uh, before he finds MJ. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And I believe Liz Allen becomes a. Uh, I believe maybe she doesn't have abilities. Maybe she was just in a couple of them. But uh, oh well, she. I don't think we've seen her in any other movie so far. I, I can't remember. Uh, but as you can tell, she's not that popular uh, in our minds. She's not Mary Jane <laughs> or Gwen Stacy. Yeah, that's all uh, we're worried about. It's true. And then Tom Holland went to say there will be Peter Parker dancing in this movie. And before <laughs> you panic and flash back to Spider-Man 3, I mean, this is probably more of the title. It's a homecoming. Yeah, it might be a homecoming sc- dance. Yeah, I'm assuming school dance. <laughs> so nobody panic. It's going to be okay. <laughs> but even in like a 15-year-old Spider-Man dancing through a coffee shop, it'll still be pretty, pretty entertaining at this point. <laughs> Marvel would do it better. Um, Tom Holland has also signed up for six Spider-Man appearances total. I yeah, don't I, think I don't know if that counts Civil War or not. Yeah, well, I think that makes sense. Like uh, that seems to be a pretty standard contract because out of those six appearances, you're going to get your three standard solo films. So you're going to get that uh, trilogy. You know, Iron Man mm-hmm. got the trilogy, Thor's getting the trilogy, Captain America, and then you know you just got the team ups. He's going to be in the two Infinity War movies for sure. Um, yes. And yeah, and if it doesn't count, um, Civil War, um, he could pro- he could he could pop up in any other uh, character's movie. You know, maybe he'll show up in Black Panther. I don't know, or maybe he'll show up in Captain Marvel. 
So it, or it, a third it, Avengers movie. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's not hard to fill out six movies over at Marvel <laughs> with uh, one yeah, actor. It, no, it really isn't, and I, I'm sure they tweaked them to get them into more films. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because you know these actors are are getting good money, they're getting steady work and critical acclaim. Like I don't, as an actor, I don't know what else you really want because Marvel's going to give you everything you can need. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, what do I know? I'm just a news reporter here on this show. Uh, lastly, we have a look at some Vulture concept art. It looks like it might be for a toy mm-hmm. or, or an action figure here, but it shows, um, like we saw in the concept art from, from this summer, the Vulture wings with the propellers in the wings, mm-hmm. uh, the clawed feet, and what looks to be like a flight suit. What do you think about this, Mike? Yeah, well, it, it kind of just shows us a little bit more of maybe what the character might be wearing. You know, uh, the, the vulture is kind of a cartoonish-looking character. You know, he's resembling a, a bird, you know. So this looks more like a, a standard, like, a flight suit, like you said. You got, like, a, a leather jacket with the uh, fur, you know, around the hood. There's, like, a he's wearing a helmet. Uh, we, we said this when we saw the other concept art where the wings kind of look like it could be the same manufacturer, maybe, that kind of makes Falcon's wings, or at least they exist in the same world. So, um I'm excited to see uh, Michael Keaton under that helmet. Yes, because Kevin Feige did com- confirm that Michael Keaton is the vulture this weekend. So <sighs> Michael Keaton's so hot right now. So hot. He is, and he was in the 80s. I think I think the <laughs> 90s didn't care for him too much. <laughs> didn't he do, like, Mr. Mom or Multiplicity? Or, who who uh, knows? He, he brought it back around. That's all that counts. He, he did. He did. He came back. Birdman's all it took. Uh, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, surprising news here. Um, it's starting production coming up later this year, maybe this month, next month. January, the Russo brothers are scouting locations. And they've shared their first image from uh, location scouting. Yeah, we got Facebook. a nice little uh, staircase here. Uh, some nice carpeting. Looks to be multiple floors. So they're, they're gallivanting in, in some sort of a nice building, it looks like. Yeah, uh, very, very retro style. I wouldn't say maybe Victorian, but definitely an older, tall building. Mm-hmm. Um, one of two guesses. The first guess is uh, Avengers Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the comic books, the Avengers always had the mansion instead. Uh, my guess is maybe something Doctor Strange related. Oh, possibly, yeah. Um, because as uh, looking straight down this is pretty trippy. <laughs> um, to be honest, like it looks like those stairs could go on forever, and I don't know. Honestly, this is for them to share this photo. I don't think they've shared a photo since last month, and it was just I think some Civil War stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know. I I definitely enjoy enjoyed the look here. Yeah, I guess they just got to figure out if they're going to do Avengers Mansion. What's the reason why they need the mansion? You know, they have that kind of, um, uh, that f- uh, not the Avengers factory, but they got that warehouse out in the country. They got the Avengers Tower, and theoretically the, the mansion is supposed to be in Manhattan. So I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe Tony Stark thinks they need to lay low in a little bit more low-key building that doesn't have a giant A on it. I don't know. Yeah, I, again, it could definitely be... Um that maybe they they take take up a residence in the Sanctum Sanctorum while Thanos is coming. So oh, or maybe 
what if this uh, used to belong to uh, Peggy Carter in some way, and maybe she gave it to Steve Rogers? So even though Captain America technically isn't part of the Avengers, maybe this will turn into the Avengers uh, mansion later on in another film, but maybe now the mansion is just where Tony and his uh, hood rats are hanging out, you know? Yeah, I mean, not Tony, very... uh, uh, Chris Evans, Captain America, you know, Kevin. Steve Rogers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I could definitely say that because it doesn't look very tech-heavy. Nothing could be followed there or found there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm on board with whatever. Uh, Rooster Brothers have done any wrong in my book yet. So Yeah, we can trust those. We can trust them in Infinity War, so we'll keep you posted there. Remember uh, we talked about that Cloak and Dagger TV show coming up? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently they're shooting for a winter 2018 release. Oh, okay. Um, for for two reasons. Uh, one, they're going to retool the script a little bit. Uh, I think that comes back from, you know, the uh, ABC spinoff. Uh, was it Marvel's Most Wanted not getting picked up? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to... ABC wants to retool a little bit, play it a little, little safer on this one, since it's going to be another, you know, risk on their Freeform channel. Um, but also we have information confirming the showrunner is Joe Pekaski. Um, who worked on Heroes, um, the TV show, as mm-hmm. an executive story editor, Okay, a, a writer, and then he also has written some Ultimate comics that huh. um, that I've read. Well, I like hearing that name attached to it. The, the date of winter 2018, I mean, that's nearly 2019. That makes me feel a little nervous because usually in the TV world, they're a little bit more nimble and can kind of crank stuff out faster than a, than a movie ever could, you know, because you just start yeah. off getting that pilot going. So, it, it, I feel like we're one more bad news away from the show getting canceled. So hopefully this ends up being good and they retool things the way it needs to be retooled and everyone's happy with it. Or maybe see, it'll just go away. <laughs> see, I'm I, I'm going to go the other way because if we hadn't heard any news by now for the 2017 start date, like. I'd be like, okay, when's this going to happen? Oh, so, um, so you, you're, you're kind of thinking any news is good news. Yeah, any news is good news because I think it, it says winter 2018. Winter 2018 is our fall TV season mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, it's just, you know, it's going to shoot for that fall release rather than a spring release or a summer release. So I don't know. I don't watch ABC Freeform. I might check out at least three episodes of this, give it three to try it out, see if I want to carry on with it or not. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is, is anyone still craving a Cloak and Dagger TV show? I think Freeform might be craving it. I think they'd like to have a Marvel property. Yeah, and the other thing that has me not really excited about the show is Joe Pekaski on Heroes. Um, he wrote, he was a story producer on all of season two of Heroes, which wasn't... Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, it kind of depends what section of Heroes. Yeah, he was a writer for all, or like I think the first... I guess all the seasons from start to finish, mm-hmm. but he was an editor for like three or four season two episodes. So hopefully he's learned a lot in that 10 years since yeah, then. Um, yeah, It's so hard to, to get any sort of real uh, knowledge out of what's happened with heroes just because that writer strikes hit them. So you don't really know mm-hmm. who to blame when it comes to that show being bad. And then it got rebooted and then that didn't go well. So, but then you can't ignore how good the first season was. So it's right. just like, what do you, what do you decipher from that? Who knows? Yeah, um, just watch the first season and stop watching Heroes. That's what you're going to do. We we all know that now. So, I, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I can go either way, really, with this guy. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Uh, speaking of Marvel shows, Ghost Rider, you're cut up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Uh, I believe so. 
There, there hasn't been one in two weeks. Okay, yeah, it, then I'm all caught up then. And it doesn't pick up until, I believe, after Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. we're, we're good for a little bit. Um, they, they, Marvel also wanted to avoid anything political. So they's, they's like, <laughs> we're just going off air. Um, Marvel has already discussed a, a Ghost Rider spinoff and Netflix appearances for Ghost Rider Ooh. already. So I, I guess the biggest question would be, I mean... I, I wouldn't necessarily call this huge spoilers. I guess just make sure you keep mm-hmm. up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But they kind of dabbled with the origin of Robbie Reyes becoming the writer. And I guess, you know, if you're familiar with the writers, with the writer in general, you know, it, there can be other ghostwriters out there and you kind of, you know, get your power from them, or at least that's what they're showing in the TV show. So Robbie Reyes might not be the only ghostwriter out there in the Marvel Universe. So... They're kind yes. of talking crossovers with other shows or, you know, other, you know, networks, if you consider Netflix a network. It might not be the guy who's playing Robbie Reyes. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the Ghost Rider is more of a mantle. And, it, again, I think the other two movies had multiple Ghost Riders. Um, but, you know, just to – I mean, it, I don't even think – I don't think the spoiler – I'm just going to say it. Johnny Blaze is probably showed up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We don't yeah. know. But I mean, he was wearing the jacket of a biker. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. So I don't know if that's just supposed to be like an homage um, uh, of what the character you know looks like in the comic, and they just want to do like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, or if we're for sure that's uh, Johnny Blaze. But it, that would be kind of cool. I mean, it, they're lucky they have a character that can have a mantle that, that switches and stuff, so they don't really have to worry about negotiating contract with Robbie Reyes or the whoever plays him or trying to fit him into like a Netflix schedule like oh we'll just do our own ghostwriter you know it's fine yeah so they can go and do their their ghostwriter Marvel Studios or I guess Marvel Entertainment um I guess maybe even Studios had a little bit of a hand in I guess the upper like not production but the upper parts of the last ghostwriter movie because they were Marvel Studios technically did exist when it came out Mm-hmm. Um, it's not part of their continuity, but I think they have to be considered a producer because they're or an executive producer because they existed with the character. Yeah, I I just really want a, a team up on Netflix where we get to see the likes of um, the Punisher, uh, Ghost Rider, Blade, maybe mm-hmm. even um, Moon Knight. I would love to see those four show up in like a Netflix show, like maybe. Like maybe maybe we're never gonna get get a Defenders two or something. You know, maybe they'll just never get around to culminating to a, a second season of Defenders. But maybe we can get you know a different group like that coming together. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I believe it was, um, in in the comic books. There's a series called the Midnight Suns, mm-hmm. um, who um, are like uh, they're they're like I think it's Blade and Ghost Rider and Werewolf like Werewolf by Night. And the uh, Morph- Morbius vampire mm-hmm. from from Spider Man, like they're yeah. all like supernatural creatures, and they had the 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 I think Midnight Suns is what it was yeah. called. Yeah, I mean, and it sounds like it's a perfect time. We're kind of getting more supernatural and magic with Doctor Strange in the universe. So yeah, I love that idea. I don't know. Oh, it'd be really cool to maybe like drop it like in October. You know, when you know, kind of the spooky time of the year, they could just make it like really dark theme, maybe even scary. Like maybe like jump scare. Like I don't think I've ever had like a jump scare in a superhero movie. That might be kind of fun. So I, mm-hmm. it'd be cool to get like a creepy tone out of a superhero stuff. And that's the only way they're going to be able to avoid any sort of fatigue when it comes to these franchises. Just give us something really unique. Yeah, exactly. And again, with I haven't seen it yet, but with Stranger Things coming out and being kind of creepy and and spooky at points in it, from what I've heard, they could easily you know do this on Netflix, like you know get a show based on horror, yeah, and and, and roll with it. Um, 
I actually, one of the last podcasts I did with my friend Patrick on Filmside Chats, we discussed the history of horror films. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems that classic horror icons are making a comeback in the in the next couple years with the Universal Monster reboots, um, mm-hmm. movie reboots, stuff like that. So I definitely could see you know Netflix being like, you know what, let's try one season of this, and if it doesn't work, we don't have to, but. They they tend to put out good stuff. They put a lot of heart into it. Yeah. Well, Netflix doesn't have to worry. My my Netflix subscription is not going anywhere. So, <laughs> did you know you can buy Netflix money cards in store, Mike? Huh. All right. <laughs> like like you can buy a twenty dollar Netflix card, not like a monthly card, but like a twenty dollar Netflix card that you could, I guess, credit your account. But that's gonna be weird. Like, well, I, I pay like. I don't know. I I rather have monthly cards than the money. Yeah, cards I don't know. Cards. I mean, Netflix isn't really that expensive. I mean, yeah. usually once people have Netflix, they've already like uh, integrated it into their life, so they don't even really notice when the money comes out of the account. Because like, well, you just need Netflix. It's just kind of like having the paying the internet, you know? Yeah, exactly. And the the one thing I I guess I'm disappointed in, I might give it a month, but there are three Netflix plans in case you didn't know this. Oh, um, I didn't know that. <laughs> Yes, so there's like a, there's a, a very like cheap I think eight ninety nine plan, which lets you stream only um, SD movies. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, and I think you can only watch it one screen at a time in standard definition. Eight dollars a month. For for two dollars a month, you can get two screens in HD. Uh, at ten dollars, you know, ten dollars a month, and for twelve dollars a month, four screens in four K if available. To be honest, I don't even know what I have. I just put Netflix on and I start watching it. Most of I, most most plans, I believe, are the ten dollars a month ones. Like that's ninety percent of the plans. Uh-huh. Um, but with a new four K Xbox and four K TV, I'm actually maybe trying to consider seeing if I need to go to the four K for Netflix to try it out. That four K so, lifestyle, it's gonna it's gonna be a bitch on the wallet. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean. Twelve dollars compared to ten dollars a month, Mike. However, I'm talking about I, the TV you gotta buy to play the 4K stuff. Oh, well, <laughs> that's what Black Friday is for, my friend. Which which is coming up right around the corner. So mm-hmm. uh, we 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 will talk about that later in the show, I guess. Our our, our November plans. Um. So yeah. So Ghost Rider. I mean, I'd watch it. Cool. I, I, if cool. I'd watch it. Yeah. So he may not show up in time for the Defenders, but we do have some Defenders news. Okay. Electra will be returning. Uh, not surprised. <laughs> uh, yep. So um, she hadn't really been heard or seen of since the end of Daredevil 2, where she, um, spoiler alert, I guess, died, quote unquote died, and is being resurrected probably for yeah. this. Yeah. Well, I, I think the, the, the strongest theory out there is that the big baddie for this Defenders is going to be that, you know, I don't, I don't want to say necessarily the hand, but it'll be that kind of mystic part of, of villainy when it comes to the Marvel Universe. So it makes sense that Elektra would be involved. And I think just we're going to be getting we're going to be getting cameos from these other shows um, popping up in the Defenders. So I, I'm not going to be surprised seeing these other people crop up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's going to be like like we said the Avengers to to beat all Avengers. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess like uh, on on the TV um platform. So, I I'm excited to see see what what goes on with there. Um before we go to the next part, I I guess I have confirmation um one of our news updates here. Jeremy Renner says he will be back for both in Avengers Infinity War films. <laughs> all right, I guess he's not retiring to the farm. Yep, so he he will be back and he says it will take up most of next year. 
uh, filming because they're filming both Avengers movies back to back. So yeah, well that that makes sense. So all right, we're getting Hawkeye back. Hopefully he's a. Uh, I, I I mean I love you, Joss, but I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the the farm integration into the mythos of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I don't know. Maybe we can get away from that. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm a bigger fan of it. I think because that's more of his comic part. He did have a family. Like he was one of them with the family. So. Yeah, that's this conversation for another time. <laughs> One of Mike's favorite things today was the Ghost in the Shell trailer. That yeah, we got I liked on a it Sunday. For, I liked it for a couple reasons because it was a it was a surprise. I was getting really annoyed of these little micro trailers that we were getting. I understand mm-hmm. that the marketing department's trying to do something fancy. They're probably just like those dang millennials out there. They have no attention span. We got to put out ten second trailers, or no one's gonna watch. Oh, I thought that was dumb. But I'm, I'm actually going to go the other way and say its audience is very, um, I guess, uh, Asian influenced. So I think that that really has a, an influence on how this is will be marketed. Yeah, well, we'll see. But there's definitely that influence is running through this trailer very strong. Um, I thought the um, I thought the vibe of the trailer was really really cool. Um, I'm not going to say I'm a gigantic Ghost in a Shell super fan, but I, I think I've seen. Uh, enough hours of Ghost in a Shell content to kind of have a, a handle on um, on what the universe is. I saw the the original Ghost in the Shell movie, you know, back in the day, you know, when uh, when I was like a kid back in like middle school or something, discovering like anime for the first time. And Ghost in the Shell was like the first adult anime thing I saw, which really uh, which was, re- was really cool for a kid because you're just like, holy shit, this is a grown up cartoon. This is what all cartoons should be like: hyper violent <laughs> with nudity in it. That's what that's what a little kid like me is thinking. I'm just like, holy shit, this is amazing. And um, and then later on, I think like Toonami or something late night had like a Ghost in a Shell series that they would play. So I watched uh, a large chunk of that. But th- this this trailer seemed to really hit the vibe. You, you know, you got this futuristic um, Japanese uh, hyper city. Of uh, these giant holograms going on, these like swimming, floating koi fish. You know that you know that like it's like that one holographic shark you see in Back to the Future, but like everywhere. <laughs> like so that was that was kind of cool to see the atmosphere that they're building around this, and um, I thought things looked cool. They had those really weird kind of geisha spider robot things that were just really uh, kind of unnerving when you see them, but you're like, oh, that's really cool. Um, I think still it's it's unfortunate that the biggest thing looming over this movie is the casting of a, of a, a white actor in the lead role, and uh, I hope it's just so good that maybe we don't have to worry about that too much. Yeah, honestly, I don't. I mean, she looks the part, so I don't see the problem with it, you know. Um, but I mean, everyone everyone else seems to be, uh, you know, of, of other ethnicities. I don't know. I don't. I don't see that when I watch this, but. It feels very, again, as everyone else has said, Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a clean Blade, like a Japanese Blade Runner. Yeah, super. It feels like to me. Super cyberpunk, very futuristic. It seems to have this general mood throughout the trailer that, you know, there's no, like, quippy, funny lines in it. It's a very serious uh, action movie from what we're getting from this trailer. Yeah, a lot of advanced visuals and effects and. Um, the, the one thing that did bother me, I think is she wears the nude thermoptic suit mm-hmm. that lets her go invisible. It looks like, and she's fighting someone in like some shallow water and it looks, the CG is very noticeable in that. It's very green screen heavy and you can tell. Um, so I think that's the only thing that bothered me. I'm like, this looks a little over stylized compared to the, you know, for a movie that looks very CG, but everything else looked great. 
Yeah, we'll have to, to see. It could be one of those movies where you kind of have to be immersed in the context of it. Like maybe after like uh, sixty minutes into it, it all just kind of blends together really well. Yeah, I hope it does well. You know, we haven't really had a decent adaptation of an anime pretty much ever, and we kind of have this unique situation where Scarlett Johansson is like a big blockbuster action star, and. I feel like she could really carry this if it was a franchise. It, it's un, it's a, it is unfortunate that there is the the casting drama around it, and I totally get why people would be upset. You know, it would be awesome if we had a big mega superstar that happened to be Asian that we could put in the role and really make everything fit. But you know, I guess studios got to do what they got to do. Uh, you know, people trying to make money off this movie. The world's not perfect. It would be kind of nice if it was, but um, at least the trailer looked cool. At least, at least we can all come down to that fact that I thought the trailer looked cool. Yeah, it did. And again, I, I I'm gonna have to say, if anyone who has seen the the the, the manga or anime, Scarlett Johansson looks the part. Like they didn't, you know, make that character very, you know, stereotypically Asian yeah. looking in the anime. So, I, I mean, I'm just looking at an image here, like a, a gif from the movie, and it's like pulled right out of, it looks like it's pulled right out of this movie yeah. as well so and it, it and it is kind of one of those weird things where it's like uh, the anime was directly inspired from the artistic stylings of Walt Disney so it's kind of weird where like anime uh, characters aren't necess- don't necessarily look Asian or look Japanese um, they just have a cartoonish feel to them but when you have them surrounded by this Japanese culture and environment you just you know you're you just yeah. infer that they're Japanese so it's just a weird thing where it's like yeah Scarlett Johansson does look like the character but then the character is supposed to be Japanese but actually the character is a robot so I don't know it's just this it, there's <laughs> just a, there's a lot there's a lot going on there's a lot going on in this trailer I mean I I, I was kind of left in awe I'm really I, I want to see this trailer on the big screen I, I think it would be cool to see the visuals um, in, in a theater setting uh, so I mean I'm in uh, this this looks cool I'm impressed I, I'm looking forward to this uh, yeah. super super futuristic cyber cybernetic uh, action just ridiculousness so yeah it, exactly I, I totally like, it looks amazing and awesome and we'll definitely be checking this out next next March I think it's March 31st of next year mm-hmm. so we don't have to wait too long for that uh, lastly there's a new poster for it um, and this poster looks very aeon flux <laughs> Ish, <laughs> if you will, and I don't mean that in like a. Like it's a good. I mean, I get the poster, I get the design, but it reminds me of the Aeon Flux posters, and um, which is another live action based on like uh, an anime style show. Uh-huh. So hopefully this um, will erase that from our memory, so we never think <laughs> of Aeon Flux again. Yeah, sorry, uh, that was Mila Jolovich in that role, right? No, Charlie's Theron. Oh, get him mixed up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> It's okay. I saw it in theaters, and I, I regret seeing it in theaters. <laughs> um, another movie I watched in theaters uh, was actually a DC movie called Jonah Hex, and mm-hmm. that brings us to our next thing, Legends of Tomorrow. Jonah Hex will be coming back uh, oh. next week, actually, in one of the episodes. Legends of Tomorrow is still a show. I don't know, yes. if, you're, I don't know if you're watching it. I am not. Uh, again, I cut out after the first season, but a lot of the actors lately have gone record to say the first season was really all over the place and Mm. they're hoping to fix that this season a little bit more uh, by having a plan rather than kind of running gun as they had to do when they announced it and got that into production um but jonah hex is coming back next week and you know he looks like jonah hex cool (laughs) he's a comic book guy he's got a movie uh but they've also added four more episodes to legends of tomorrow's uh season 
giving us 12 in total for season two or 17 in total for season two. Wow. I, I mean, this is, this is just kind of like a strange show when it comes to episode count, just because you got so many, you got so many names on the show. You got so many people on the bankroll, <laughs> so many, uh, so mm-hmm. many people on the casting sheet. So, uh, it's, it, it seems, uh, it seems strange cause they, they're never really hitting that 23, you know, episode mark for a full season, but like the first season was a little shorter. So I don't really know where this where the show is supposed to kind of like fit. Maybe it's just kind of like an organic molecule that kind of fits to what it needs to be. My, my assumption is this is very expensive CGI wise and mm-hmm. production wise because they're going through time periods and all the effects. Now, do you think that they are in a position to maybe like, all right, we're going to give them six more or, or five more um, after this and give them the whole season total? Or do you think they're going to stop at, you know, the 17? I don't know. I think you're right with, um, with a special effects heavy, I think that is going to be the reason why uh, the episodes are so pared down. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like when you look at these other shows, you know, The Flash, they're fortunate enough to where showing speed on TV is relatively easy to do, and Arrow is, you know, mostly practical effects going on there. So I don't know. I mean, it's cool that Legends of Tomorrow exists. I'm just not watching it. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe a binge when it hits Netflix. Uh, when it's done, but um, I don't know. I don't think it's going to get the full season order. I think we're going to see 17, and um, we'll have to see where it goes after that. Maybe maybe if Supergirl does well, and I, I've heard people enjoy it, um, Legends of Tomorrow won't need to, to come back, and they'll just put more money into Supergirl. So huh, Maybe. We'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll let you guys know. Aquaman is not a joke anymore. He's, he's, <laughs> he's got a movie coming out. Pre-production begins in Australia this month, in case you're wondering. Well, good to know. I uh, hopefully yeah. we can see uh, some uh, some Aquaman uh, set some set footage. Yeah, I mean, um, it's cool. I'm actually of all the movies they're coming out with after their big. I mean, we're getting an Aquaman movie before a Batman movie <laughs> and a Flash movie, and I, I just think that's funny. But um, I'm behind it. Sure, might as well. Um. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them comes out mm-hmm. this week, Mike. Are you guys going to watch it? Uh, well, I mean, that kind of goes into our uh, November plans. I'm going to be out of the country. My wife and I are taking a vacation to Italy for uh, roughly nine days. So we are going to be out of the country as soon as this movie drops, which uh, which is unfortunate. My, my wife is conflicted because uh, she loves traveling. Uh, she's going to love going to Italy. And uh, <laughs> nothing really rivals her love of Harry Potter, so we're gonna have to wait patiently until we come back to the states to see it. Would you try to watch it in Italy? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, um, we we got a lot of places that we're gonna visit, but it would be kind of cool to experience um, a theater going experience over there. So I'll never say never, but uh, no commitments. If you do, let me know. Uh, I want to hear about this. Please, please notate it in detail. Um, <laughs> Because that would be interesting to talk about. Um, but I have my tickets for Thursday, believe it or not. My wife bought tickets for this Thursday, actually. Ooh, she was the proactive one. I like it. She she did. Um, for 6 p.m., um, I don't... <laughs> she's, like, ready to see it right away. She's like, if there was a, she's like, if there was a 10 a.m. showing, we would have gone to that. <laughs> yeah, and um, so, so we're going to go with that. Um, reviews for this movie are out already, Mike. So um, I, I'm, I don't care to read the reviews for this because it's not my... 
forte, but you might want to you know tell your wife that. It is it is it is hard to avoid reviews. I want to go see that movie um, Arrival that came out. Uh, I don't. I I hear it's rated well. I don't want to know what it's rated. But you know, I'm trying to see like, oh, when what weekend does it come out? You know, what theater does it play at? And you just you literally can't Google a movie anymore because Google is trying to do its darndest and help you out the best it can, and it throws everything. It has at you right away when it knows, you know, the reviews for the movie. So it's a rough life out there if you want to avoid reviews. Yeah, it really is. So, I mean, I would I would hope that, you know, someone eventually creates plugins for browsers where we can, remove, like, hide those. Yeah, I need, like, a third-party service to blind me and shield me from reviews. It is true. So Arrival did come out, and it's directed by Dennis Villanueva, who is doing the next Blade Runner movie, which comes out mm. next year. So that, that's good to know. Um, but... Uh, Back to the Harry Potter thing. It's coming out. Reviews are coming out. Avoid them if you want to. Um, apparently, there are some stuff they haven't announced yet, so avoid everything you can. I don't know what it is. I didn't look into it. Don't ask me. But you're good. You're a good man. <laughs> I I just I just know that there are things out there, so avoid reviews if you want to stay surprised. However, for the sequel, whatever it may be called, I don't know. Fantastic Beasts: Where to Find Them Two doesn't really roll off the tongue. But Johnny Depp will be playing Gellert Grindelwald in the sequels. So yep, you you call it. That's what where you were leaning last week. So I, it makes sense. That's a big character in the mythos of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter that you don't really get a whole lot of in the Harry Potter books. So it makes sense that they would cast a big, big, big name like Johnny Depp to uh, to play that role. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. Like you said, um, you know, Warner Brothers wants a bit of his pirates' money, so <laughs> trying to trying to get over there and do that. So yeah, so we'll see Johnny Depp in uh, the Harry Potter stuff, which again, five, four more movies after this one. So <laughs> buckle for, up, buckaroos, in it for the long haul. Well, um, going back to some earlier stuff with uh, Jeremy Renner, Mission Impossible Six has a release date coming out um, for uh, July twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. And with Jeremy Renner filming Avengers all next year, he doesn't know if he can make it to Mission Impossible 6. I don't know if that helps or hinders my experience on Mission Impossible movies, but now we I know. know. It seems like they're hitting their stride where they're just going to turn into a, a Bond-type franchise. You know, what, what else can we throw at Ethan Hunt? I think eventually uh, Tom... I don't know. I was going to say you know, maybe Tom Cruise is going to be the type of guy that doesn't want to do a Mission Impossible for the rest of his life, but then you kind of think about who Tom Cruise is, and he's like, no... I'm fine with playing Ethan Hunt when I'm 60. Just write a script around the character being 60. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I the, the last one was a great movie. I really enjoyed the last one. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not. Um, yeah, it was it was good. The Mission Impossible good. movies are fun. They're good. They're solid summer uh, blockbusters. So it, it was better than the Jason Bourne movie this year. So <laughs> that's that's what I can say. That's where we at on this, and I'll, I'll watch it. So two more years. We are, I guess a year and a half. We'll get there. But on the other part of this, we have a Kong Skull Island movie coming up. Mm. And we have our first look at Kong in this movie. Surprise, surprise, it looks like a big gorilla. Actually, you can't even tell it's big just because in the framing of the shot. It just looks like a really angry gorilla. So there's not a hot, whole lot to go off of here. And, um, you know, uh, King Kong, the character, has been around for so many years. You can't really re-envision it a whole lot without, you know, really uh, uh, going too far from the source material. So 
I don't know. Not a whole lot. To, not a lot to. I don't have a lot to say about this picture of a gorilla. <laughs> so I, I have a little bit of a thing to notice that this is not based on any actual like real gorillas. Um, so when the Peter Jackson one that came out in like 2005 or whatever, mm-hmm. they they modeled him, his movements and his action, his looks off of existing creatures. And this one is more modeled off the old 1920s, 1930s one, mm-hmm. where he doesn't look. He has those gorilla slash monkey characteristics, but there's nothing I think existing that looks exactly like him. Yeah. Um, and that's to make give him a little more fear and and like you know, I guess oddness about about the way it looks. Well, he's a big old mad monkey. That's all I got he, to say. He he's upset, and I think a trailer is gonna land soon, so we'll we'll keep that. Mm-hmm. That that planted. Uh, speaking of trailers, yet again, the second trailer Mike talked about at the top of the show was Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Now this trailer. was a this was an interesting drop. Uh, maybe you have some more information to lay down on me because you're always the wise sage that knows all. But I have no no freaking clue what this is. And um, I think I think I saw like a link for it earlier this week, and I just clicked into it just because people seem to be excited about it and. It just seems like this crazy whirlwind of a sci-fi movie that I just have no idea what's going on, and I kind of like that. So, to preface this, uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets is actually based on a French uh, comic series, Mm sci-fi comic series, called Valerian and Loreline, um, that started in 1967 and ended in 2010. Um, Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so it's definitely been collected into a bunch of... My, my my train here coming through. <laughs> it's been collected in graphic novels format, album format. It's kind of like trade paperbacks. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's definitely like, I mean, it's, you know, kind of just like a kind of regular comic book, like a sci-fi comic book, good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's politics, sociology, ethnologies that go on in, in, in the later stuff as it gets more deeper. But like this movie looks to be more like the fifth element as everyone has said yeah and it's directed by the guy who i think directed written and directed by the guy who made uh the fifth element if i'm mistake me correct me if i'm wrong luke besson or Besson is the person who, who definitely he directed it i don't know if he wrote that movie um but he definitely directed the fifth element which a lot of people know um, mm-hmm. he did he did write it yep you were correct he did write it but like other movies he's done leon the professional i don't know if you you saw that one yeah that's um, a, the, a lot of people love that movie um yeah the, that, the it's trailer, very weird but yeah. very much feels just like the uh, fifth element beat for beat yeah this trailer it, it's it seems to be like kind of like um an interesting concoction of a bunch of things. Like when when I see when I watch the trailer, I kind of get this um, Jupiter ascending vibe, mainly just because it's like a it seems like a big science f- science fiction movie that I know nothing about. So it kind of makes me think of of uh, Jupiter ascending a little bit, hopefully in, in a good way. Um, and then you, we see a lot of these alien type creatures, which kind of reminds me a little bit of like Avatar, with kind of a um, a more uh, expanded universe going on out there. Um, I really like the casting of these two characters. I don't know the uh, actors' names off the top of my head, but the the one guy was the the lead, the bad guy in Chronicle. Um, and Sp- Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, 
and then the the, the girl was uh I, I think she she was Enchantress, right? In Suicide yeah, Squad? Yeah, yeah, so Dane DeHaan and Kara DeLevingne, I believe. Yeah. DeLevingne. Even if even if I knew those names, I don't know if I would have been able to pronounce them as well as you did. Yes. Uh but yeah, they're an interesting matchup. I don't know if they're supposed to be love interests in this movie, but they but they almost kind of look like brother and sister. I, they almost look related. I don't know if that's intentional. I don't really know who the characters are, but they they have this weird look to them where they they almost seem menacing. At all times, I don't know if just because the roles that I know them from are kind of menacing roles, so they just have kind of this unique character to them. So it just doesn't seem like a casting choice that you would make for a big budget sci-fi movie. So I, I just kind of like the way that that the things kind of uh, um, clash with each other. So this definitely looks like something that's trying to be turned into like four or five movies. You know, it just doesn't look like a one and done type thing. So I think we'll be seeing more of them if it's successful. It, it looks like it's getting a July release, so the studio definitely has um, faith behind it unlike Jupiter Ascending that got moved to like February or, J- or January I don't even remember what uh, month that came out so I don't know this is really fun it's totally out of left field I wasn't expecting it and it, it, it looks uh, it looks unique yeah it definitely I think it looks unique in in how it is again re- very reminiscent of the fifth element you have uh, Rihanna playing the uh, kind of Chris Tucker character. It looks <laughs> like she she's a shape shifting stripper, if you will. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to watch it. I will definitely check this out. I definitely think we should add this to our spoiler cast for next year. Um, if our hype remains through through <laughs> yeah. July, it just looks like too much fun. It it does. It looks like a big sci fi romp that is fun not you know one of those you dread watching because you're like uh i guess i gotta watch it so yeah i agree with you i think uh check out the trailer let us know what you guys think and if you actually i've never read any of the valerian and uh loreline books but if you have let us know i I don't know how many of our comic readers are out there but i've never i've never even seen them in stores so (laughs) i will definitely probably see a lot more of them over the next couple months yeah and lastly the last bit of news here we're going to end on a weird note uh the transformers 5 trailer has been classified oh, wow. so we might be talking we might be talking about the week mike is out of town <laughs> this is the segue here i think i think i'll be okay with that yes so um mike will be leaving us next week this coming just, this coming sunday ju- just just for a week we'll bring in a we'll bring in a replacement host you guys will get a little bit of a change of pace <laughs> from from me but uh, hopefully it, it all works out well and uh I'm I'm leaving it totally up to uh, Chris's discretion. So if you don't if you don't like the replacement, you you blame him. <laughs> or you just wait a week and come back. Yeah. Exactly. Either one either one's fine. Thankfully, um, we don't have anything with spoiler cast this weekend. Um, but we might do a Fantastic Beast spoiler cast. Do you? Do you I'll let you yeah, think on that, Mike. Yeah, I I think we're I think we're gonna have to. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, like I said, maybe even bring in the wives on this one. To see yeah, what they thought. They, they they have the expert opinion that we want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll be doing that. And then we'll be uh, back to regular schedule after Thanksgiving. And and going, shooting for that episode 100. That's our goal. Once yeah. we hit triple digits, I feel, I mean, we, we've really done something. So Once we hit triple digits, we'll buy those Ferraris that we've been talking about. We've been holding yes. off, but we're like, we'll wait till episode 100. The Hot Wheels Matchbox Ferraris. <laughs> you don't have to tell them that. Uh, yeah, well, uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't say that. We're going to strike that from the record. The Hot Wheels Edition. You know how sometimes you know brands will sponsor big, expensive cars? And that's what he's talking about. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, but other than that, I, that's, that's our news for the week, Mike. Um, you've been doing some, some drawings, some cartoons this week. Uh, are you still posting those online? You know it. You know it, man. 
All right, well, where can people find those at? Because I couldn't even find them last week. I was having oh. some issues. Well, you can always follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Uh, Chris, people always want to know what you're up to. you got so many things going on. You're working on a, a portfolio website right now because you're doing so much freaking video work. You don't even have a place to host it all. So if people oh. maybe want to ch- check out a link to that, where can they follow you? You can find me uh, on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. You can also listen to my other show, Filmside Chats, with my friend Patrick. Like I said, we did the history of horror films uh, by the decade last week, and we are not horror film people, so it might be funny for some people to listen to it. <laughs> Maybe offensive for others. I don't know. And, um, yeah, if, if I post anything, you can find it on there, or even Comic UI. So, yeah. Uh, Definitely, definitely keep him busy, even as we start losing daylight here. It's almost dark here, Mike. Oh, it's man. only 4.30, so um, well, definitely well, not, not looking forward to that one. All right, well, I'll get, this, I'll get this last bit out before you lose the sun and the werewolves and vampires come out. So you can always find us at SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues that we host the show. We are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox, and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. Super helpful. I really appreciate that. And if you're a super fan of the show, like we have some awesome super fans out there, just share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, or at the very least, half of us will be here every week when the other half isn't on vacation. And um, all right, I'll I'll see you guys in two weeks. I don't know know about the rest of you, but uh, I'm pretty excited to go on vacation. (laughs) Well, Mike, I will miss you. Um, Watch your data rates in Italy. Please don't go over. I'm I'm legitimately uh, stressed about how I'm solving that problem right now. Well, (laughs) Wi-Fi is a great solution they have across the country or across the world. Yeah. (laughs) So so we'll get there. But uh, other than that, Mike, we all wish you the best. Have a good time, and we will catch you when you get back. Both of you. I guess I'll catch everybody when we get back. So see you all in two weeks. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. That's kind of political, right? Yeah, but we don't want it to be political.